The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to A Gut Feeling, where we discuss the brain-gut connection and how to break free from bloating and chronic inflammation of the gut. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, former anxious IBS struggler turned holistic health coach and digestive specialist. Thank you so much for joining me on your healing journey. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so excited to be back for the podcast Took a little break, had a little quarantine, obviously, but really felt called to come back and do the podcast again. Um, I got so many beautiful messages from different people talking about how the podcast helped them find, you know, steps and tools to heal their gut. And it was like, you know, a gateway to other information that they needed. So I was really feeling like, you know what? I need to jump back on this again, and and here we are, and I'm super excited, episode 19, Why Does Anxiety Exist? And I'm sure you're pretty confused by that title because obviously you're like, well, I thought it did exist, and what is it created from, or how does it manifest in our body? I really want to break that down for you today because I'm going to give you, I want to say this, and I'm just going to say it and see, let it resonate with you for a second. Consider for a fact, for a moment, for the fact of that anxiety does not exist. It's just created. However, there are ways, physical ways in the body that anxiety does exist from different things that we go through. So this is what we're going to break into today. I'm super excited about it. But before we jump in, I just want to talk for a minute about the biggest, most incredible major change in my life. Since the last time I filmed an episode in Royal Oak, Michigan, I have since moved to California. I'm a California girl now, um, and it's just been an incredible life-altering change. Um, I had a lot of fear around moving and anxiety that I had created, and I just thought, you know what, this is something I really want for myself, and now with everything digital, 
I can be anywhere. So here I am coming to you live from California. Um, I am still repping the D for Empower Radio, of course. Um, my main man, Remy, is in the studio making the magic happen. And, you know, it's, this is how it goes. We are all over. We're in different places, but we're all coming together and connecting through health and wellness and what we need to do for ourselves via podcasts and books and Zoom meetings and all of the things. So I'm happy to still be able to bring this to you from Empower Radio all the way here in California. So I had a lot of anxiety moving to California, thinking about it. And in this brought on this episode for me. This was really resonating for me. I was journaling a lot about it originally before I came here. And I thought this has to be part of my first episode when I come back. There are two specific ways that anxiety comes into the body. Okay. The first reason that anxiety comes into the body is scientific. It's physical. It's something that actually happens in your body, in the gut and the brain, in your immune system, in your nervous system, and your digestive system. The second way that anxiety comes into the body is it's created by your mind. It's mental. It's very future focused. It's worrying about things that haven't happened. And yes, it's created. So let's dig into the scientific part of it first so we can really break down what happens in the body when it comes to what creates anxiety through the gut response, okay? So we're very familiar with the brain-gut connection. I talk about it all the time. It's the reason that the podcast is named a gut feeling because the feeling in the gut is very similar to the brain-gut connection. Now, most people talk about, and I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but the gut is the second brain. Okay. There is a nerve connected from behind your neck or behind your ears in your neck that goes all the way through your body to your toes. But the biggest thing it's connected to is your gut. And this is called your vagus nerve. There are thousands of millions of different neurotransmitters that go back and forth from your brain to gut every day. And they're always sending messages to the brain and the gut. So imagine if your gut is distressed and you're dealing with constipation or diarrhea or bloat or pain, think of how that's affecting your, your mind, your brain, because it's causing trauma in your body, it's causing stress in your body, and those neurotransmitters pick up on it and send it up from the vagus nerve then back to the brain and back and forth and back and forth all day. That's the problem with the brain-gut connection is it never really stops. Where that brain-gut connection comes from is part of your nervous system, okay? So we, like I said before, you have the immune system, you have the digestive system, and you have the nervous system. So let's break into the nervous system a little bit because this is what really controls your digestive system and a lot of your immune system too. Inside the nervous system, you have your parasympathetic and your sympathetic nervous system. Okay. Your parasympathetic nervous system is your rest and digest. This is where we should be mostly throughout the day. Very calm, cool, collected, present. Your sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight response. Okay. I'm sure you can hear the sounds of the city now. I'm in California and you're going to hear some different things outside. So we'll just play along with it. Um, the sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight response. Okay. Your fight or, fight, fight or flight response is there to protect you. 
It's there for times of stress, for times of, um, you know, if you're in trouble or if you need to get through something and it boosts your adrenaline and helps you get through these things. And typically we're supposed to be in it not very often, right? It's just for when it's needed. It's like a special thing. In our modern day lifestyle, we're in fight or flight all the time now. It's constant. We're getting constant notifications. We're being uh, constantly, you know, um, needed to get a hold of constant emails, constant everything, and and uh, so on and so forth of stress that releases this fight or flight response so many times a day. And every time it is released, and the body is in the stress and trauma, it's just pumping cortisol into your body. This your one of your uh, really good hormones called cortisol, and it can really weaken the digestive system and the immune system. So when we say stress affects everything, it's the silent killer. This is what's happening. Stress is really a uh, influx of a fight or flight response in the body and weakening the immune system and weakening the digestive system. Now we're still really inside of this pandemic of knowing, you know, this virus that's going around and it's really important to keep your immune system and your digestive system strong. So the, the goal is to look at your nervous system and to be in rest and digest as often as possible and away from the fight or flight, your sympathetic nervous system. Okay. Another part of the fight or flight response that relates to gut health is that when you are in fight or flight and you eat, or even if you're not eating, your digestion shuts down. So if you're eating fast and stressed and worried, you're not actually absorbing the nutrients from your food. You're not actually, you know, getting the nutrients that's needed from those things because the digestion shuts down and says, nope, I'm not taking it today. And it can do things like dump it into fat or create inflammation in the body. Now, as soon as something comes into your body and creates inflammation, that's when we have a problem, a big problem. Okay. Now the scale is sort of like this. Inflammation leads to bacteria leads to autoimmune, leads to cancer. I realize that's a big statement and there's many different levels inside of it, okay? Most people are just in the inflammatory state and we can do things to reduce inflammation or you know, to prevent the further, to, uh, the further along that you would go inside of that scale. When you have inflammation in your body from stress or fight or flight or not digesting your food or whatever it is that's igniting your nervous system in the fight or flight response, this inflammation resonates right in the gut and starts to form something known as leaky gut. Leaky gut is the cracks or the permeability of the gut. And when your gut starts to crack, when that lining starts to crack, that's your armor for everything. It's what makes up your whole health of your digestive system and your nervous system. And I'll get there. I promise to tell you why. When this leaky gut forms, it is now allowing anything that goes into your mouth and through your digestive system, mostly food and water, into your bloodstream, and it becomes toxic to your body. Okay, so leaky gut is very important term for you guys to know and understand. I'll dig into it more in another podcast, but knowing what leaky gut is, that it's that those cracks, that intestinal permeability of the gut, and it's formed because of long-term inflammation and, and stress on that gut system, knowing that 
is very important because that's where 90% of diseases come from, okay? Even diseases you wouldn't think are related to the gut, things like asthma, migraines, psoriasis, eczema, allergies, different things that come from that gut being distressed. What we have to do is heal those cracks. What we have to do is reduce inflammation. Other things that come along with leaky gut are food sensitivities. You know, the, the old story, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, well, in this case, we think food sensitivities are causing our gut issues. But in fact, our gut issues or the leaky gut or the permeability is actually causing the food sensitivities because it's bringing this food in. Let's say it's um, corn or something like that, and we ingest it. Well, the leaky gut then says this is toxic to the body and it creates more inflammation to try to protect ourselves. And the more inflammation that's created, the more disease comes in. Not only does leaky gut do those things, but it also reduces the levels of serotonin in our body. So if you guys are unfamiliar with serotonin, it's the happy chemical, okay? It's that like when you're first in love or you get a new job or you um, were successful at something, you finish a race or you lost the weight, whatever it is, it's that happy dopamine response is the serotonin in your body. But leaky gut reduces serotonin. This is how we connect the brain to the gut, because if we're we don't have any serotonin and we're increased inflammation, that vagus nerve is going to kick on into high gear and it's going to cause issues, you know, mentally where depression and anxiety can come in. So this is the physical. This is what's happening to the body physically and why anxiety creates. OK. So the next part of it is mental. I'm going to dig into the mental. And then I promise I'm going to share with you guys my three tips for kind of removing this. But it's really important for you to understand the mental because the mental is easier to control than the physical. The physical takes time. We have to look at nutrition. We do some testing, all of those things. But the mental can be switched right now. It can change right now. So when we talk about anxiety being created or not existing or we create it, that's why it exists we're stuck in the future. It's a future thought process. We're worried about things that haven't happened yet. And most of the time they don't end up happening, right? How many times, I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're, if you're driving, don't do this, but close your eyes and think about the last time you stressed about something or you had anxiety about something for so long. And then in the end, it didn't happen. Everything always has a way of working out, right? It's because our body is so used to worrying about the future. We're stuck in the future. A lot of social media or mainstream marketing keeps us worried about what's coming. It's like even right now, it's, it's Thanksgiving week. Well, you guys are listening to this on Thanksgiving if you're listening to it live. But it's Thanksgiving week and I'm getting all the stuff for Christmas. And then as soon as we get close to Christmas, it's going to be all about what's in the new year and so on and so forth. Or how about now we're saying things like, I can't wait till 2020 is over, or I can't wait until this whole pandemic is over. I can't wait till the future, the future, the future. Okay. When you're stuck in the past, it's depressed. When you are in the future, it's anxious. But when you're in the present, it's peace. That's how we find our calm. That's how we get to where we need to be and get us more 
out of anxiety, if you will. Okay. There's a few reasons why this comes up. The future thought process is one of it. The second reason why it can come up is because of expectations, expectations on yourself, expectations of other people, keeping high expectations and then being let down is a very vicious cycle, right? We always want the best for us. We're always pushing ourselves to be better. And then in the meantime, we're also pushing other people to be better. When Sometimes just being is completely enough. Remy, I just have to take a sip of water really quick. I'm sorry. I know we're live, but had to do it. Okay. I'm back. So now where are we inside of this process? We have created anxiety and we have physical anxiety. Now there's a chance that you have both. For many, 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 many years, I had both. I was physically ill in my gut, and that was leading to things like anxiety, depression, you know, feelings of poor self-worth, stuff like that, because I never felt good. And then I had creative, created anxiety because of that baseline of self-worth where I didn't feel good enough and I was always trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? So where we're at on all of that is how do we put it together? Here's a couple questions. You, know, you guys know I love the journal. Bust out your JRW journal and let's write down some of these questions and answer them for the week, okay? Especially if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend, this is a great time to reconnect with yourself and reconnect to know where you're at physically and mentally with your anxiety or with your gut or with your thought process, okay? Number one, if you're experiencing anxiety, how did I create this? Let me give you guys an example, Okay. Before I, you know, a week before I was moving to California, I was getting all of my stuff together. I was purging a lot of stuff. I went with very minimal stuff. I I didn't want a lot of things with me. And it was like a process. I had to do little by little, keep going and get everything done. And I got to a point where I was physically exhausted and very anxious because I kept thinking what I was doing wasn't enough. Two days prior to going, I just kept thinking there was more to do, but there wasn't more to do. I didn't have anything else to do. I had done it all because I worked myself up into a tornado tizzy doing everything I needed to do. So I thought, okay, be in this moment. How am I creating this anxiety? Am I actually bringing up things that don't exist? Am I actually trying to do more than I need to do because I'm so worried about the future? pull me back in to the present moment. I'm moving to California. This is exciting. How can I stay in this moment and be still? So how did I create this anxiety is question number one. Number two, what will help me right now? So in that moment, I thought, what will help me right now? I'm going to go outside and I'm going to go into nature and I'm not going to take my phone and I'm going to be gone for an hour or two or whatever feels right for me and just be, be still in that moment. What can I let go of? For me, that was letting go of what will be, will be. In this move, I can't control anything else. It's going to have to be what it is, right? So how did I create this? What will help me right now? And what can I let go of? Are three very powerful questions to address your anxiety in the moment to know what you need to do, okay? So let us dig into my three top tips to find the balance with your brain gut connection. 
connecting physical and mental. Okay. We need to connect that physical and mental. What's created and what is actually part of the body, what's actually happening in the body. Okay. So number one, just like I was just talking about, it's about being present. It's finding that peace and happiness in the now. So like I had said before, if you're in the past, you're living in depression. If you're in the future, you're living anxious. If you're now, you're in the peace. But it's not, it's easier said than done, right? It's, it's so much easier just to say, well, yeah, I can be in the present moment and whatever, but life happens and stress comes up like a pandemic, like losing a job, like not getting your unemployment, like, you know, your microphone not working, you know, five minutes before you're supposed to start your podcast and trying to fix it and figure it out right before you're going live. These things happen and they bring up stress and anxiety. The biggest thing to do is to step back out of it, calm yourself and focus on the now. Most anxiety is created when we're rushing from one thing to the next and we don't take a beat. We don't take a pause. We're constantly on a roller coaster of emotions and never allowing ourselves to just be. Now, I will tell you guys this. This is very this has been a journey for me to get to where I am successfully like with with my job, you know, financially with myself, my self-worth who I am as a person, who I believe I am as a person, what I think about life. It took a long time to get me here. And my work isn't done, let me tell you. But a lot of it came from doing less. I thought I had to do more, be more all of the time. I do less than I've ever done in my life as far as you know, rushing around, running around, thinking I need to do more. And even just with my job, very specific and calculated with my job. I make more money. I'm happier. I work less. I have balance because I really focused and emphasized my life on being still. Less is always more when it comes to it. Less things, less stuff, all of the things that I got did to get to here. So really getting in the present moment will be pivotal for you to heal your gut. Because when you're in the future, you're worried, it ignites that fight or flight response. It, it plays a part into inflammation of the gut. It just keeps going. It's both spirit or excuse me, both created and both physical when it comes to that. All right. So be in the present moment. That's all I got to say. <laughs> now, the number two had this year, this past year, I really dug into this and it was incredible for me, but it's breathing or breath work. And you may say to me, well, breath work, uh, like a breathing, I do that every day. It's just a part of my process, right? When you're really doing deep breath work, when you're getting into the belly and getting oxygen to your gut and getting oxygen to your brain, this is a different, different type of breath work. It's not just regular breath. So really forcing the breath in and out, pausing, working through that, that breath, allowing you to relax. Now for people who have a hard time being present or meditating, breath work is an excellent alternative because it drops you into that so much faster. It drops you into the present moment and deep into a meditation. For resources like for, uh, for breathwork, I do love MB Menino. You guys know that I promote her a lot because she is an excellent friend and colleague of mine, and I meet with her weekly. She has been a pivotal part of my healing journey as well, so definitely check out MB Menino. 
Uh, she has some free breath work sessions on her, um, on her website, but you can also just take a beat, put your hands on your belly, breathe in and breathe out while holding your belly, making sure it really expands and then really contracts and just do it for as long as you need it. Sometimes one minute is enough just to get you out of that fight or flight response. Okay. And back to, uh, you know, rest and digest so you can eat your food. I always do a couple little breaths before I eat food too. Okay. So now we need to talk about number three, which is the most important. Number three is nutrition or foods that can actually trigger the gut response. Okay. Now there are three foods that trigger it prior to gut inflammation happening. And that's sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. Okay. These three cause a lot of acidity. They cause a lot of inflammation in the body. Um, and I'm not just talking about if you're drinking like a cup of coffee a day and you're doing great things in it, all this I'm talking about, excuse me, overuse of coffee, overuse of sugar and caffeine, eating, um, alcohol, excuse me, sugar on a daily basis and bringing it into your life. These things wear away the gut lining and on their own, a lot of them cause anxiety when people drink two, three cups of coffee a day and they're shaking and they're feeling very anxious. That brings on anxiety too. That's a very physical response. So reducing or removing things like caffeine, sugar, and alcohol from your diet, even periodically, temporarily, or just reducing them can significantly improve um, and reduce inflammation in your body, okay? From there, we had talked about leaky gut, that creating food sensitivities. So the food sensitivities can come in any form. They can be things that are big that people know of, like gluten, dairy, eggs, but they can be things you don't even know. Um, you know, some things like turmeric or almonds, even healthy things like spinach can, can create, be created inside of food sensitivity when you have leaky gut. So it's not only about removing these things, but it's also about what you're bringing in, healing foods like broths and um, soups and stews. Using ginger in your food is really helpful for reducing inflammation. Also really important, and, and I can't stress this enough, and the number one thing I tell people to do all the time is to always eat organic. And, you know, the pesticides and the herbicides that are in non-organic fruit and, and vegetables and our food, our grains, our nuts and seeds, they are ripping away and tearing away the villi of the intestines and over time can create leaky gut on its own. And they are also responsible for many issues that children have like ADD, um, attention, you know, attention disorders and different stuff like that because they're causing an inflammatory response in the body switch to organic as much as you possibly can. And if you look at it on a scale, you know, some people say, well, like organic is really expensive and maybe they're eating out a lot. When you start to buy for home and you have a plan for home, it's a lot less expensive than eating out. I promise you just have to get used to it. That's all. So if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this prior to December 2nd, I'd love for you to join my free webinar, 12 Steps to Eliminate Bloat for Good. It's my first time doing a webinar, so I'm super excited about it. Inside of the webinar, we're going to cover how we digest Agni, the digestive fire. I talk about that a lot in podcast one and podcast two, if you want to go back. Food and elements that weaken the gut. I know we touched on it today, but we're going to touch on it more later. 
food and elements that strengthen it. Again, a little bit today, but more inside the webinar. My favorite supplements. We're going to talk more about candida and leaky gut and intermittent fasting. And my fail-proof 12 steps to eliminate bloat for good, of course. Uh, the webinar is free. I have the link attached here in Empower Radio where you can join. Um, really quickly, I'll give you that link if you're listening. It's um, So the uh, website is mail chi.mp forward slash Jacqueline Renee wellness.com forward slash 12 dash steps. So that'll get you to the free webinar if you don't have the link from there. And it's going to be great. It's going to be about 45 minutes long. We're going to dig into all this stuff. You're going to learn a lot. And if you're listening after the fact and you don't have a chance to join the webinar because it's over, then you can schedule a complimentary call with me on my website at JacquelineReneeWellness.com and we can discuss the food sensitivity test or your gut healing journey because everyone is different. And so there's a different healing plan for everybody. I don't go about it in the same way for every client. So I'd love to connect with you. You can get that link below too to join a or to book a complimentary call. So thank you guys so much for joining me again. It feels so good to be back. If you like what you hear, don't forget to click subscribe. And if you feel called to, you can leave a review. I would so appreciate it. So happy holidays and happy healing. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.